Super Bowl week, and we will talk about the big game, but we want to start with Vikings news. O'Connell talking at the Super Bowl, uh, speculation about Kirk Cousins' future, Ryan Grigson hiring on to the Vikings, reportedly Ed Donatello going to be the new defensive coordinator, and we'll talk about Jeff's view of the NFL hiring rules that make us speculate about this stuff instead of actually talking about it as fact. This is Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. Jeff, of course, the former Vikings general manager, former NFL executive of the year, our producer is Brianne Burdett. This is TalkNorth.com. We recommend subscribing at your favorite podcast app. It is free. It's easy. You can also go to TalkNorth.com, find all the shows and the archives there. All right, let's get into it, Jeff. Why don't we start with uh, the Vikings hiring Ryan Grigson and reportedly hiring Ed Donatel as a defensive coordinator. What do you think of those moves? I think the Grigson move is really good from the standpoint of having a first-time general manager in, in Quasi Adafo Mensa and bringing a, a Ryan Grigson in who is an experienced general manager from his years in Indianapolis, five years with the Colts, and has has success there in large part because he was able to have the number one pick in the draft and draft Andrew Luck. So, but I, I think that Grigson is a guy that has been around the league a long time, has experience, and I think that's that's a good move for the team to bring a guy like that in that that has that background, <clears throat> has been in the in the GM's chair, understands all the maneuvers that you have to make and the trade talks and all the decision making that comes about and and just the prep for free agency and the draft and and salary cap maneuvers that obviously Rob Brzezinski will still be involved with and a lot of things that, that have to happen very quickly once. Kevin O'Connell comes aboard next week. Presumably, he comes aboard as long as he doesn't as long as he doesn't pull a a Josh McDaniels, who, as we recall in 2018, reneged to the Colts after he had agreed to be their head coach and stayed in New England as the offensive coordinator. I don't think Kevin O'Connell is going to do that at, at this stage of his career as a 36-year-old offensive coordinator with an, an opportunity to be a head coach for the first time. He's in a little different situation than McDaniel's, which I thought McDaniel's move was was terrible at the time. And I, I'm sure that's not going to happen. But even still, if if I'm a if I'm a, a GM or a team exec, a president or whatever, I'd be a little nervous until he signed, sealed and delivered. Uh, as far as Donatel, yeah, he had some success in Denver over the years, had some really good talent there, guys like Von Miller and then he he went on to do some other consulting work, I, I guess, in Seattle. So we'll see. Uh, he's been around the block. He's He has experience. And it's just going to be a, a whole different approach compared to the, the Zimmer years here. And, and really, on almost all levels, when you think about this organization and how different it's going to look having a first-time general manager in Adafo Memza, a first-time head coach in O'Connell, and compared to the the Spielman Zimmer years where they had so much NFL experience it's going to be interesting it's going to be kind of exciting to watch but it's also a little risky too yeah and uh, let's get into what we we're hearing about their plans for Kirk Cousins reminder you can follow us on Twitter at talk north pod 
to see all the shows as they are released, also to get information on the live shows we do at Tuttle's, Eli's, and Pizza Luce. I want to thank our sponsors here at the Jeff Diamond Show, uh, White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com, and Platinum Bank. We'll tell you more about them momentarily. The NFL insiders are reporting that O'Connell is high on Cousins and that the Vikings are considering extending his contract so they can lower his cap hit and have a better chance of competing this year. Uh, and for all the possibilities that were thrown around, it feels like the only two real logical possibilities were either play this year out with Cousins on his current deal and then decide, make a decision whether to move forward with him after this year or to extend his contract, lessen his cap hit, have a chance to compete this year. And also, if you do decide to move on from the future, you know, the cap hit isn't as bad as it would be this year. Is, is Am I putting that the right way? Yeah, I think that's all true. I think that conceivably they could have kept him for one more year on that deal and, and maybe approached him with a, with a slight reduction with some incentives to bring it back, which he and his agent may have resisted. And we, we've always talked about Kirk Cousins as a player that, that yeah, he's a, he's a good quarterback. He's a top 10 to 15 quarterback in this league. I don't think he's a top five guy. Uh, he's had moments where he's appeared to be, and then he's kind of shrunk back a little bit in certain situations. So <clears throat> I do think he played pretty well last year. I think that, that he was – he could have had the Vikings in the playoffs. There were so many games where he brought them back, and then the defense would let them down at the end, such as the Baltimore game, such as, I mean, on and on, Cincinnati. And j just thinking about that season – that all those games Cousins could have been and at one point was in the MVP conversation. I just think that Kirk Cousins, it's hard to replace him at this point. <clears throat> and if you go into the draft, there, there's a lot of guys in the draft, but <laughs> there's no can't-miss guys this year necessarily. And maybe they'll pick a guy in the second round or something and, and see how he develops as a as a potential number two who could push for a starting job maybe two or three years down the road. And 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 we'll see what happens with Kellen Mond and his development. I think that what I want to see is, is Cousins under O'Connell, what kind of impact he can have on him and if he can make him an even better quarterback and help him in some of the situations where he's he's not come through, such as when things break down, when he's got to make decisions on the move, where he's got to roll out and, and under pressure, those kind of things. I think he's improved in those areas the last couple of years. But let's face it, I, I think that O'Connell coming from the McVay tree and that has spawned so many great coaches, including Zach Taylor in the Super Bowl this year, Matt LaFleur, all those guys that originally started in the, in the, in the Mike Shanahan tree and O'Connell's part of that group. I, I think as Justin Jefferson really said it well, he knows how to get the ball to his playmakers talking about McVay specifically and O'Connell, if we are to believe what we hear that he was very involved in game planning, was very involved in play calling, even though McVay makes the calls. If all that's true, then Let's see how O'Connell can do and if he can maybe elevate Kirk Cousins' game. And the one thing we know is they get the ball to Cooper Cup. <laughs> that's, the, that's the point that Justin Jefferson made 
and I think it's very valid. No doubt about it. Hey, we want to thank longtime sponsor of TalkNorth.com, Tony Hoagland, H-O-A-G-L-U-N-D. He's been sponsoring programs across the network for a long time, and he's sponsoring this program, as well as uh, our new Gopher show, Go, the Go Gopher podcast with Mike Grimm. Check that out as well. Yeah, it's fascinating. That, you know, listen, I'm not a fan of Cousins, uh, but they don't have an alternative right now, Jeff. They just don't. So, And you can't pretend that Kellen Mond is going to be your starter this year. Sean Mannion isn't your starter this year. If you draft somebody, it doesn't feel like there's a plug-and-play starter, if there ever is, in the draft this year. So they really need Cousins, and they need to get the most out of them. And I think that probably drove the O'Connell higher as much as anybody, anything. Yeah, I think there is a lot of truth to that. And, and there there's a connection between Cousins and O'Connell from – the year that O'Connell was his quarterback coach in Washington, his last year there. And so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that Kirk Cousins is the end all. And as I said, not a top five, not, probably not a top 10, maybe towards the bottom of the top 10 at times. But I think you're right. I think he's their best option to compete quickly and try to get to the playoffs in, in 2022. And the one thing that we know is I don't think this team is that far away. When you look at their skilled players, if they can add some help on the offensive line, if they can draft some impact people in the, in the especially a cornerback, and stay healthy on the defensive line. Daniil Hunter, we know, makes a huge difference if he can play a full season, if they can figure out his contract situation. So I think that there are a lot of positives in bringing Cousins back and getting that cap number down, which I'm sure he'll be happy to do if he gets an extension, certainly, and, and bring it back down by another $10, 15000000 million, which would help their cause immensely as they, as they move forward. And then also addressing Hunter's situation and trying to figure that out. Let's get into the entire collaborative philosophy now, because obviously, you know, NFL owners and front offices tend to react maybe overreact to whatever got the previous people fired what got these people fired is that spielman and zimmer were pretty dysfunctional over the last couple of years and obviously they didn't win enough games so the wills decide we're going to be collaborative they hire a very likable young general manager they hire a very likable young uh head coach who would seem to be able to get along both with each other and with other people in the organization but you've done the job you've been in front offices how important is the collaborative aspect of a front office? And do you want there to be a little bit of almost dissonance where you have, you know, different people offering different views and fighting things out? Yeah, I think that that word collaborative has, has certainly been well played in the last few weeks around here and, and around the league in recent years. I think there's truth to that, certainly from the, the coach and GM standpoint, particularly that, that they need to get along very well and be in lockstep on what they're trying to accomplish. And then their staffs underneath them. And so I think that's all true. How it plays out. We'll see at, at one point Spielman and Zimmer, I think had good collaboration, but it kind of fell apart over the last couple of years, obviously. And as, as, all, all we can say at this point is time will tell. Because as I said, it's a it's a first time GM, it's a first time head coach, and they've got some talent on this team. They can get this team to the playoffs very quickly with a few key moves in free agency, such as maybe an offensive line addition or two, and perhaps 
a couple of good players in the secondary that can join what they've already got there. And we'll see. But again, we don't know at this point. The one thing we do know, Jim, is they are not that far away. And all you have to do is watch the Super Bowl on Sunday and think about the Cincinnati Bengals, who the Vikings should have beaten if Dalvin Cook doesn't fumble in overtime. And and it was even a disputed fumble if he was down. And they had, what, five false start penalties in that game? It was uh, 12 penalties. If they play a decent game, they win that one. And the Ram game, there were so many plays we've talked about before in that game that they could have won, especially the cup fumble on the sideline that was blown dead. And and Kendricks was in the process of picking up the ball and running for a touchdown. And then a block in the back on the punt return that was not called. So it's just not not that far away. It's a fine line in the NFL. And what were there, six, seven new playoff teams this year? Mm-hmm. That can certainly happen again next year, and the Vikings can be part of that if they make the right moves. And it's going to be fascinating to watch, as we said. All right, let's get into the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl matchups, and what you think of some of the skill position players. First, we do want to thank longtime sponsor of Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider, White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Always happy to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, my longtime friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Guttrell, fantastic staff, Minnesota's number one volume, Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and with their super friendly premium team, that great website, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Check it out. Great selection of GMC and Buick SUVs, new 2021 and 2022 Buick SUVs, including the stylish Encore GX with a 0% APR offer up to 72 months, plus a $250 purchase allowance for current Buick or GMC owners or lessees and 0% APR on most 21 and 22 GMC models, including the Sierra 1500 Crew Cab, the Acadia, the Terrain, with purchase allowances, and reserve your all-electric super truck, the Hummer EV. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 van superstore. They're a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at whitebearlakesuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Thanks also to one of our newer sponsors at TalkNorth.com, Platinum Bank, and thanks to our sales executive, Karen Cleary. Platinum Bank, wonderful sponsor. Is your bank a partner or simply a provider? In today's environment, businesses and individuals need a bank that can move quickly and act creatively. Platinum Bank understands the Twin Cities market, partnering with clients to overcome the challenges, capitalize on opportunities, and helping Twin Cities executives to grow their businesses. Platinum Bank's financial products are tailored to meet the unique needs of your organization, solve your problems, not create them. I'm a very happy Platinum Bank client and account holder and have personally experienced tremendous customer service working with market president Nate Erfer and VP Drew Lynch. To learn how Platinum Bank can be an asset to your business, visit www.platinumbankmn.com. Platinum Bank, providing a means to a dream. So let's get into the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll do our pick later. I do do find it really interesting, and I've seen some debates among you know NFL analysts of which group of skill position players would you prefer. The Bengals kind of have the magic young quarterback in Burrow. They have a very good running back in Mixon. Uh, they have a great young receiver in Jamar Chase. The Rams have the veteran quarterback in Stafford. They have the you know guy who had one of the greatest receiving 
years in history in Cooper Cup. Now they have Odell Beckham playing well, uh, and they kind of have a, a mishmash at the running back position. Which group of skill position players would you prefer? Well, I, I think it's pretty even on that level. I do think Burrow could be a notch above Stafford, but I think Stafford's protection is more than a notch above above uh, Burrow's, which is going to make a big difference in this game, especially when you look at the potential mismatch of the Bengals' offensive line that gave up nine sacks to Tennessee. They were better against Kansas City, only one sack allowed, but the Rams are, are just so good up front defensively with with Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. Uh, they don't blitz a lot because they really don't have to. And one thing we know about Joe Burrow, he he knows how to handle the blitzes too and has has had a great record against the blitz statistically. So <clears throat> I think it's pretty even in terms of the skill position breakdown. And as I said, I think the edge has to go to the Rams on, in their defensive front, and and with and with uh, j- just, I think overall, scheme wise, they're probably pretty similar. But I just like the the way that Aaron Donald has been approaching this postseason, and his mindset going to the Super Bowl. He's going to be tough to stop, and and that's and that's why I'm going to pick the Rams in this game. But I think it's going to be an exciting game. I'm really excited for the Super Bowl because you've got the Cinderella team in Cincinnati. You've got the the team that, that went all in with the Rams and all the moves they made with Stafford and 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 so forth. And they pick up Beckham and, and Von Miller. And so I, I do think that it's Jalen Ramsey, you throw that in the equation and will certainly be an interesting matchup as he takes on Jamar Chase. But T. Higgins has been very effective when Chase was double teamed last week by Kansas City. So I do think this Bengals defense is underrated. They've got seven takeaways during the playoff run, had a great performance against Mahomes and the Chiefs, allowing only three points in the second half in overtime. So we can't discount them. But ultimately, I just think that the Rams are going to find a way and, and especially put enough pressure on Burrow to make a difference in this ballgame. But I think it's going to be a fun game. And – I like the matchup as it's turned out. Oh, I agree with you completely. And let's let's uh, and I have a view on this and how good a game it could be. We do want to thank again Tony Hoagland, my State Farm agent, H-O-A-G-L-U-N-D. This is your State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland. For the year of 2022, we will be donating $10 to the University of Minnesota Children's Masonics Hospital for everyone that calls our office or checks in with us online and mentions that they heard about us on Talk North. You can reach us at 763-421-49. You can find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Again, 763-421-4900 or find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. I'm just glad that it's a different matchup. I I didn't want to see Tom Brady again. I didn't want to see the Patriots again. Uh, I do always kind of root for Patrick Mahomes. I really like him and I I knew his father. Uh, But this is really fascinating because the way the Rams are built, the fact they went out and they had a quarterback they made it to a Super Bowl with, and they traded him and a lot of assets for someone they thought was an upgrade, and it worked. Uh, I think that's fascinating. The fact that the Rams have traded away so many first-round draft choices, which you know philosophically is pretty interesting because basically what they're saying is low first-round draft picks are just not all that valuable, and maybe they're right about that. 
And then you have Joe Burrow, which you know, Joe Burrow, I'm not sure he's ever lost anything you could call a big game, Jeff. He uh, he played one year of college football uh, where he was a starter. He won at Alabama. He won the SEC championship game. He won the national championship game. And then he didn't play any big any big games because as a rookie, his team was lousy and he got hurt. And then in his first NFL season where he plays big games, he beats Kansas City at home to win the division, wins three road playoff games, gets the, gets the, the Super Bowl. The, the man has never lost a big game. Yeah, I, I love Joe Burrow. I love the just the the poise and the confidence he plays with. And he's just so remindful of, of some of the great quarterbacks of all time, the Montanas and uh, the Marinos and Elways and those kind of guys. And, 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 yeah, throw Mahomes into the mix and, and Brady, of course, and Rodgers. And I, I just love his, his play. I love his creativity, that he'll make plays when things break down that he's able to run for key first downs. And he's going to have to do that against the Rams. He's going to have to have that escape ability. He's going to have to run a, a few times and pick up some key first downs. He's going to have to move out of the pocket and, and be able to find Chase and Higgins. And, and so I, I think that he makes this game really exciting to watch. But Matthew Stafford, he kind of tugs at your heartstrings a little bit. The guy fought through about 12 years in Detroit. Uh, most of them losing seasons and has always seemed like a, a good guy. And the story of his wife, Kelly's battle to overcome the brain tumor is, is very inspirational. And so there are a lot of things to like about Matthew Stafford too. I, I just don't necessarily trust him as much as Burrow in terms of not throwing interceptions, but we'll see how that comes down. As I said, I'm going to pick the Rams because of, of Aaron Donald and that, and that defensive line. But it could easily go the other way if, if, if Zach Taylor can design a game plan where they get the ball out quick, where they, they have some effectiveness running the ball with Joe Mixon, who's a good running back, even though I don't like him for his domestic violence issue. I don't like him at all. I don't think a guy like that should even be in the league. But there are a lot of guys like that, unfortunately. I'm not saying a lot of guys, but there are enough guys like that. Joe Mixon seems to have turned himself around and we'll and we'll hopefully think that's the case for the future. But I, I just, as you said, Burrow, so much fun to watch Stafford, big arm, easy to cheer for. And, and so the quarterback matchup is fun. And I think it is, it is exciting to have different guys in this big game compared to having Brady Rogers, Mahomes, who we've seen repeatedly. And another kind of exciting element of these kickers in this game are, are just fantastic kickers. Yeah. Evan McPherson, 12 for 12 in the postseason with a bunch of 50 yarders and Matt Gay is a pro bowler for the Rams. So there are some, some great kickers in this game and, and good specialties of both sides too. So I think it's going to be fun. Let's get the game here, see how it plays out. And then finally the Vikings can hire Kevin O'Connell. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, theoretically. Uh, what do you think about of the way the Rams were built? Because it's they're, if you look in depth at their roster, they have a lot of homegrown players. They've done very well with, you know, draft picks in the middle and late rounds. Uh, and they've also been willing to aggressively pursue veterans, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, Von Miller, uh, they, you know, end up signing Odell Beckham. He ends up paying. Out. So it's a really fascinating combination of building well through the draft, 
not valuing low first round draft picks, being willing to trade them away and being very aggressive in adding veteran talent to a team that you, you can win. Uh, would any of that, those philosophies have given you pause as a general manager? Yeah, it, it would have to be trading away all those number ones for so many years and, and betting on coming through and being a Super Bowl team. It's, it's uh, as we said, a, a risky move to make, but it's, it certainly worked out this year for the Rams, and we'll see how it plays out down the road. I, I think perhaps maybe a combination, you move a trade a couple of number ones, but not necessarily out for three, four years, and or try to trade more twos and threes as they did in the Von Miller deal. And I think that was a three and, and maybe a three and a four or something like that. So, yeah, I, I don't like trading away number ones necessarily, but if you are going all in as they did, how can you, how can you dispute what the results are this year? It, it's amazing. If they'd gotten beat, in the first round of the playoffs, everybody's saying, you're crazy. You're let's fire everybody in, in LA. And so fortunately for them, it it did work out. Yeah. And one of the interesting things here is we were talking from a Vikings perspective and frankly, the Vikings have done very well with picks fairly low in the first round. They got Moss at 21, Justin Jefferson at 22, got Harvin pretty low in the first round, you know, got Teddy Bridgewater, Cordell Patterson, who ended up proving himself even more elsewhere. And the Vikings actually have done well with low first round picks. But, you know, if you look at it from a league wide perspective, a lot of times the, the people picked 25th or 32nd or whatever are really just feel like second round draft picks. Yeah, and, and that's and that's true, and and so from that standpoint, as we said, if if you can hit on those late first or second and third rounders and and have success with those players, oftentimes I always like to have second and third round picks and a bunch of picks in those rounds because those are the guys they don't come in with quite the chip on their shoulder or, or I don't want to say chip necessarily feeling so full of themselves as number one picks can be, and I think that could be a concern too, <clears throat> unless you you find a kind of that rare guy, such as a Randy Moss, such as a Justin Jefferson, who are so productive, so super productive, that even their abundance of confidence, shall we say, <laughs> uh, it, you can deal with it. And so, yeah, I I, I applaud Lesney, the the Rams GM, for taking the risks that he's taken and having them work out. It, it was a risky situation, but and I and I know Les personally, and, and I'm happy for him and Kevin Demoff, their their COO, that they've been able to have this success. And now here they are with a with a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Although I, I think a lot of people overrate that from the standpoint, as you know well, when you look at the ticket distribution for a Super Bowl, it's not going to be all Rams fans. <laughs> it's it, each team gets whatever 15% of the allotment. The uh, all the other 30 teams get, I think, one percent. The NFL sponsors get a bunch of tickets, and then the whole market, I think, gets an extra whatever 10 percent. So that could theor theoretically go to Rams fans, but there could also be a lot of neutral people who cheer for the underdog Bengals. So I think it's going to be a very mixed crowd and not as pro Rams as some people think. I'm wondering though, because uh, it's such a CNBC event, and LA is such a CNBC celebrity culture town. I'm just wondering if it's naturally going to be a Rams crowd because the, most of the people who can afford to go are going to be Rams fans. 
and that, and that could well be the case. And, and we saw the, certainly all the stars were out at, at the NFC championship game and I'm sure they're all going to be back for the Super Bowl, and the cameras will be on Leonardo DiCaprio and all these different people and so be it. But I still think there's that underdog factor and the Bengals are going to have plenty of support, but yeah, overall, you would think that the Rams would have a little bit more, but it's not going to be overwhelming. I don't think. We'll see. But it's going to be a fun game, a fun day, and, and Super Bowl Sunday in recent years has, has always been pretty good. The games have been very good compared to early on in, in Super Bowl history, as we both know well. And unfortunately for our Vikings, too many Super Bowl blowouts that happened at our expense. And But I, I think this is going to be a good game. But if you're asking me my pick, Jim, I'm gonna I, say I'm gonna say Rams, thirty to twenty-three. I think they do cover. What's the spread? About four and a half or something. Four and a half. Yep. Yeah, I, I I do think the Rams cover, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. I, I'm with you. I will go with the Rams. Uh, you know, all the analysis that I've read, all the thinking I've done, really hasn't changed my mind. I just think that the uh, the Rams advantage on the defensive line against the Bengals offensive line. I think that swings the game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Burrow find some way to keep it close, but I, I have to pick the Rams. Uh, so we are in agreement, which is probably bad news for you, Jeff. <laughs> and I'm going to say Aaron Donald MVP, but it could well be Stafford because they always love to pick the quarterbacks. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is Aaron Donald very well could be the most valuable player on the field. That wouldn't be surprising at all. Uh, I'm reminded that, uh, you know, I remember watching, remember covering the game in Miami, the Colts against the Bears. Uh, it was muddy. The Other than like with the Bears busting a coverage and giving Reggie Wayne a free touchdown on just, with no nobody around him. Really, Manning did not have a big game. He threw mostly to his backs out of the backfield. They rushed for Colts rushed for 200 yards. You probably should have given the MVP award to the Colts offensive line or one of the running backs. Peyton Manning got it just because he's a quarterback. So it's just so easy for people to pick the quarterback of the winning team. Yeah, it definitely is. And and I think just as a final thought that I would give you going into this game, I, I'm quite sure that that Ziggy and Mark Wolf and and, uh, and, and Quasi Adolfo Menza would love to see a great offensive performance from the Rams, which would certainly augment Kevin O'Connell's resume, uh, even though McVay calls the plays. But, but uh, O'Connell, as we said, supposedly has a big influence. And if the Rams have a big offensive game, that also kind of helps for O'Connell's entry into Minnesota next week, which hopefully is the case and which we can talk about next week. <laughs> no doubt about it. We'll also talk about kind of the final uh, view of the NFL's hiring and hiring practices next week. We'll get into the Super Bowl. We'll start looking at what O'Connell has to say in his introductory press conference, assuming that happens. Uh, for Brian Burdett, for Jeff Diamond, I'm Jim Suhan. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Again, we recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. Uh, get shows like Destination Polaris, The Flush, uh, and I can't even go through all the great uh, sports shows we have, but they do include Cheryl Reeve, Mike Grimm is new to the, the network, and the On the Bench guys for a different look at hockey. Again, thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com, and we'll be back next week.